Hi, brother. Troy, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, man. Thanks for having me uh, at the pad. This place is awesome. Thank you, dude. Yeah, no, I've been I've been looking forward to meeting you. Emily told me about you and uh, checked out your Instagram, and uh, I'm stoked to, stoked we finally did this, actually. Um, where are you from? I grew up in Westchester yeah. um, in a town called Briarcliff. And, um, yeah, Westchester was awesome. We used to call it, uh, or Briarcliff was awesome. We used to call it Fantasyland just because – we were just running around house party to house party and just having a lot of fun as young kids. So yeah, a lot of fun. Awesome. So uh, what is it that you do? Can you like let everyone know like what it is that you do? Yeah, um, do a couple of things. Uh, I work in NBA entertainment, uh, content creator. Um, I'm an actor and a TV host. Um, the uh, in-stadium host for New York City Football Club, which is um, the team that is owned by Manchester City. They play in Yankee Stadium, so the Yankees own 20%, and Man City owns the other 80%. So I'm the in-stadium host there. So um, pre-craziness of the world, if you came to Yankee Stadium for a New York City football club game, I would be on the mic on the big screen at Yankee Stadium speaking to the fans. And, um, yeah, man, and just, you know, an investor in a few projects and, and uh, now working on a, a Broadway script with my brother. Um, so we're looking forward to getting that Um Hopefully, I don't know, maybe February, get uh, Act 2 on its feet. We already got Act 1 on its feet. It's called cool. Starting Up. Um, so we're both super excited about that to come together and work on something serious. That's awesome. Is he older or younger? My brother's older. He's five and a half years older. Um, cool story about him. Uh, he did all Southeast Asia for a year and a half. And he always had this this knack for writing and super creative ideas. Um guess it runs in the family <laughs> but now he just came back with this script and it's hilarious it's kind of that in your face uh humor um i don't know if you've heard of book of mormon on broadway but you know kind of like the south park guys you yeah. know singing about you know kind of these these wants and needs of you know like in our show we, we sing about having a bigger d-i-c-k um <laughs> And it's just about, you know, a startup company and the struggles. And I think it's going to be super relatable for people to to that office vibe, to that office culture. And you know what you're signing up for when you come to the theater. Right. It's like it's almost like going to a comedy show with musicalness behind it in right. a Broadway setting. So um, I'm super excited about it. We got a lot of work to do, but I'm excited. That sounds awesome. No, I think anything you can do with your brother or family, you know, everyone says, you know, working with family is tough, but it doesn't always have to be, you know, it's really cool when you have synergy with, with your brother mm -hmm. uh, and you can do projects like that. That's, yeah. That's what really you were rad. telling me about your brother. Yeah. We've done so much together. I mean, we are pr a pretty epic team Love when, that. when we do do things and we've always been best friends first, which has been, I, I feel so thankful for because I meet a lot of people and they're like, they're not friends with their brother or they're somebody in their family and ah, it's such a drag. It's a crime. Yeah. yeah it hurts. It, it sucks. Um, so no, I feel really thankful for that. And he's actually, he's gone back to Montana and he's doing his thing back there and enjoying Montana for what it is. We grew up at the next to Glacier National Park and, um, it's just beautiful. So going back there for him, I think it's been really rad and he's just riding dirt bikes and working and, and enjoying what it is to be in Montana. So, but yeah, I can relate to that. Like yeah, working no. with the brother and doing like the thing. I it's love awesome. that you said that man about yeah. your brother being your best friend. Cause, uh, my brother is my best friend. I also yeah. have a sister. She's my best friend. Um, the family unit is extremely tight. So um, just, yeah, I love that you said that from, yeah. from all angles. That's, that's awesome. Huge, that's a huge blessing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Likewise with our little sister, it's like we're, we're super close with her too. And 
but yeah, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm the older brother and he's the younger brother. So it's like interesting to talk to a younger brother as well. Cause it's like, we all have like our dynamics and our things. It's, it's kind of silly how we all work, mm -hmm. but, um, no, so that's awesome, man. Um, yeah. So I guess touching on like content creating, uh, I was like looking at your Instagram. I saw some of your travels that you had, you had gone on as yeah. well as like all the hilarity. There's some hilarious <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I told you before I saw the Valentine's day one, I was dying <laughs> laughing. Um, but yeah, no, what is your Instagram by the way? Uh, it's at Troy Press, just my name, T-R-O-Y-P-R-E-S-S, -S, like you press okay. a button. Yeah, Troy yeah. Press. So those of you guys out there, you should go follow them on Instagram, Troy Press. Uh, really, really funny stuff. And I like that you mix up a little bit of everything that you do. So it's not just like, I appreciate it's that. not just all that. Yeah, um, no, I, I mean, I think um, with Instagram, it used to be this platform of like, look who I am, look what I can do. So to me you know like great you can brag that you have a nice car or whatever yeah. and there's always room for that here and there and your hard work little flex yeah there's nothing wrong with a little flex um i'm sure it helps everybody with the chicks too or, or vice versa with the men <laughs> but to me it's uh it's a it's a it's a big weapon and how you use instagram is huge um but for me i love making people laugh and like getting their DMs and their comments of just like, dude, this was the funniest thing. You made my day with this. Like, I can't wait for the next one yeah. um, to know that like, you know, a, an idea, I usually never write things down or like, you know, put too much thought into it. Like once I feel that, that spark of that energy, it's like, no, no, this is going to be funny. Yeah. Um, so, you know, even what we did earlier today, you know, guys stay tuned for that one. Yeah. Totally. And uh, Emily and I worked on another project uh, earlier in the week. So, um, just yeah, always have it just make people laugh, man. They need it. They need it more now more than ever. For sure. I mean, it's been obviously the obvious, and I think this is gonna be something I talk on every podcast about is the current times. Uh, where were you uh, during quarantine? Um, I was in the city for once it first hit, and uh, once you know my whole line of work just got frozen. I came out to uh, West Hampton for my buddy to my buddy's house, and was just thinking. It was going to be a long weekend and uh that turned into uh <laughs> that right. turned that's a, that's that's uh my dog in the background she's the cutest ever too <laughs> she's probably like 40 feet away his mics are actually way too good for that wow get or maybe her. she's right outside the door get her in here and snuggle a bit <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and then we hit west hampton beach and we it was me my buddy and his Can dad for maybe emily <laughs> we just let her outside and we had such a great time. No, outside. Uh, yeah, she's. Hey, beautiful, come here. Uh -uh. We just had the real, real star just join the yeah, chat right just, now. Yeah, she, she's crashing. <laughs> <laughs> she just had to check out what the deal was. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're not going down without a fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. live, live action going down right here we got real live action uh, oh, now she's outside life on the farm life on the <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome so uh where were we yes so i was in i was in west hampton okay um beach and we were just living it was me my buddy uh, my other buddy who lives out here in sag harbor and uh my buddy's dad and we were just doing just doing it up throwing the football on the beach beach walks watching movies making fires yeah. making the most of it you know looking out for each other um and then once it you know once it hit like 40 days 
he kind of was just like, you guys got to get out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no way. It's been, it's, it's yeah. been too much. Yeah. So, um, but, he, but even at 40 days, it wasn't really sure where to be. Because... No. And I'm not gonna lie. Like it, it, when he said that, I was like a little bit, you know, like I, my anxiety definitely kicked up a notch. Cause like, I was well, like, where am I going to go? Yeah. I was like, I really don't want to go back to the city yeah. right now. Um, and you know, you don't want to be in, around the parents just with everything going on. And, so yeah, Tyler was nice enough that I moved in in SAG uh, in like second week of April, and I pretty much haven't left. I mean, I've, I've gone back to the city like maybe five or six times for like a film project or check out on the apartment. Um, but yeah, Hamptons since March, and now we're uh, September like twelfth. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yesterday was the eleventh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been awesome, man. I got to meet amazing people like you and Emily, and a lot of just dope people and just you know i grew up in the suburbs and this is just kind of the suburbs with an ocean and, yeah. and bays and all that so to just kind of reconnect to the roots and the trees and take off your shoes and get the earthing in and totally get back into the mix and ride some you know uh, we were talking earlier when we were on the dirt bikes i bought a little johnny peg uh mini and bought it from like 250 bucks from the neighbor yeah. and just like been whipping that around yeah so just these stories that you can hold on to for sure um Yes. Scary time, but it is what you make it. And to me, it's been a special time. How about you? It's the same thing. I mean, I've been out here in the Hamptons. The Hamptons is definitely a great place to be for this moment. But yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting. I mean, uh, I've always kind of thought about like if something was going to go down on the island, you're stuck on the island, you know? Yeah. That's part of the reason why I got into flying, honestly, because I was like, I don't want to be stuck on the island. Wow. Um, and then so when this started to kind of happen, I literally was thinking like, can I have like a, a flight mode where I was like, yo, I'm about to dip out uh but i, I didn't i just kind of like settled in just kind of neutralized and i just like took the time to like do the things that i had been saying i needed to needed time for which wasn't true i'm just kind of bad at time management to be honest <laughs> same and so you know i was finally just forced with enough boredom that i finally just bulldozed through some of the things i started a couple of new clothing lines and uh dope so that's been fun to like be working on some some creative some creative stuff like that yeah. you know emily and i did a bunch of creative projects and editing and so on just all the things that i wasn't doing before mm -hmm. so for me it was it was okay congrats on that man yeah, that's I, awesome I, I that, that alone for that. yeah just but, running through things that you wanted to to do and having the time to you know can sit put and do it. it it that takes yeah i don't know there's a lot of people that 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 talk about it and and think about it but even during this quarantine you know if you didn't do a few things to to grow within yourself then it's probably not yeah that, it's, it's that, probably not, that, not probably good. not that great yeah and, <laughs> and i and i feel for that you know because even when you're faced with the thing it's still it's still a, a bulldoze to get through you know to be like all right i'm gonna start another business i'm gonna start another entity i'm gonna start another thing i'm gonna embark on this other situation and to believe in yourself and all these different things it's you know i think for i think a lot of people struggle with that so i feel super blessed to be kind of just pushing on through the situations and Maybe I'm delirious. I don't know, but regardless, it's it's seems to be keeping me occupied. And um, you know, I didn't really necessarily do the workout thing that everybody did. I didn't really engage in a bunch of breath work. And mm -hmm. um, but I feel like I'm rather mindful. And I, you know, I've been talking to a lot of people. I've I mentioned this last time. But I talked to this ju this jewelry designer who you know he was in business for fifty plus years, fifty plus years of business. And as a business owner now, I'm looking at that like wow like that almost doesn't even compute mm. 50 years of this one business he's selling jewelry he sold to jennifer lopez and all these different people and just closed up shop 
had to sell his house in the Hamptons, his, his apartment in the city, total down, downscale. Wow. Um, you know, going through all of his things and selling all of his stuff, it's, ugh, it's terrible. Yeah. You know, and so uh, I, I really feel for people like that. It's, it's, that's really, that's really gnarly. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, being out here, uh, where were you thinking of uh, of flying? I know we all had oh, our glad thoughts. You asked. Glad you <laughs> we asked. all had our thoughts. Yeah. Like, all right, it's now April or May, and like the weather's still kind of crap. Yeah. Like, where should I go? Where were you thinking of going? I was thinking of going back to Montana, honestly, um, just because I've got family there, and I thought it might be a good moment to like just be around them again in adult life. I think we we are rarely given that opportunity. I've heard a lot of people complain about having to go live back at home. I'm like, dude, that's such a blessing. That like you have a home to go back to for one, and you have a family that's accepting for you to come back to it, and uh, that's so much more than what a lot of people have. Uh, I think it was a real opportunity for people to like, get close again and and also get on each other's nerves. I'm sure, I'm sure as well. So like, and then remember <laughs> Great like perspective on that for sure. I, I, it's just I've heard a lot of people talking about that. Like, oh, I'm living at my mom's. Like, it's almost like something to be embarrassed about. I'm like, dude, that's. That's amazing. Yeah. You're going to remember these times. When else are you going to have that time to do it? You fall out of the nest. You you chase something. And you never come real, back. That's usually. real or not real. And then eventually you kind of like, you, you try to come back and you realize you have this whole gap of time that just is, is it is what it is. Yeah. But for me, I think it's really important to get back. And, and like you said, family unit, I think is, is humongous. Um, so yeah, no, I don't. I didn't get to back, go back and see family, but I am planning to go see my mom next week in nice. Arizona. Actually, we're going to go all fly in to Scottsdale and go have like a little weekend in the desert. So that'll be that's fun. awesome. Yeah, uh, that's somewhere on the on the map that I've that I need to to get down there. I've heard awesome things and weather and good time. And yeah. So people uh, people sleep on Arizona a little bit. Yeah, the desert is really beautiful. Sedona is pretty awesome. You know, there's like there's little hidden gems everywhere to to go in Arizona and. You know, it's like everyone just thinks, ah, Phoenix, it's super hot. And of course it is, but it's it's very lush in the desert as well. There's so much wildlife and so much, like, there's such a diversity of plants and things that it just, you really take, you just stop for a second and look around. And it's just, there's shades of green. Like there's like this lichen on rocks. It's like this green that's like the shade of this. It's like, how is this? Mm. It looks like it's all brown out here, but it's like, a, there's like a full spectrum of color in the desert. It's mental actually. Yeah. Yeah. I need to do a better job of exploring our country because definitely not something that I've done too much of. I've no. been to a lot of countries, but not in the States. Yeah. You know, just, I mean, I went to school in North Carolina. So just kind of doing that drive every year, New York to North Carolina and, you know, I've obviously been to Florida a few times. I have family down there and played some, I played college lacrosse. So just like, you know, going to schools in Georgia, whenever, or Virginia. But um, yeah, but when you're doing that, you're not really like exploring, you know, it's kind of like you're just doing the drive. Yeah. But like you said, gems, there's so many in the, in this country and uh, I just need to do a better job of, of hitting those and those, those parks, right? Like, I feel like the the sexiness to me of, of traveling is that it's like a different language and it's completely a different people. I mean, being immersed. I, yeah. And I mean, when you go down to North Carolina or, or Georgia, you'll still get some of that <laughs> as we were speaking about earlier. It will definitely be a, uh, a 360 or 180 or all the, or you, you add those together, an 860 or whatever. Yeah. But it, it's, um, carry the one. Yeah. yeah. What was it? Four, four quarters in the and 11 and four quarters. <laughs> 11 and four quarters. <laughs> 
So sometimes you go down there and you're like, wow, I can't believe I just took an hour flight and yeah. you guys are like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like that. Noodling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the international is just something about it of like getting that passport out to me has always just been that drug that I, that I needed. Like, you know, me and my brother made a pact that we would at least do two or three countries a year. Um, and I don't get that same high when I'm going to Arizona or I'm going to mm-hmm. LA or, I'm, you know, not that it's, it's different. It's just different. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, but maybe I need I to give like, it a chance. I think you need. <laughs> I think we give it a chance because, like, every four corners of this of this country is just so different. From Washington to Maine, Florida to Southern California, and they're, they're kind of similar, but mm. but also different, you know. And just just the 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 people that are there, and just the, it just the there are so many different dialects here, and it's so silly. Go to Alabama, you're like, what? Yeah. What did you just, what? <laughs> Crazy. And they're just, they're just like characters of themselves just because of their accents. Oh my goodness. You know? And the, the y'alls. <laughs> the y'alls. I don't, you know what? Y'alls actually all right, you know, because it, it's better than like you guys, which is so singular. I, I'm like, I think I need to take that from my vernacular. I'm always like, hey, how you guys doing? But y'all's kind of nice. You like y'all. I mean, interesting. I, but, it, but you're it, from Montana. They, that's not around. That's that. not a Montana not thing even at all. Okay, no, Montana, stereotyping. Big time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, I you would think it would be. It's more like Montanans sound like almost borderline Canadian a little bit. More okay. So. Love Canadians. Yeah. Yeah, they're friendly neighbors to the north. They are. Yeah. Every literally every person I've met from up there has been fantastic. Can't. Yeah. I can't say anything bad about them. They're just awesome. Yeah, I've I've definitely met some knuckleheads from from Canada. You know. Uh, yeah, it's so funny because like everyone says that they're like oh, everyone, every single person I met from Canada. I'm like, eh. <laughs> how many people you met from there? Yeah, maybe you know? not that many. And the women are always very beautiful inside and out too. I found that. Oh my gosh! Like every mm-hmm. girl that I've I've spoken to from there, they're kind-hearted and yeah. soft, and they, they are and they're also sweet. very beautiful on the outside yeah. as well. Sweet is in. Yeah, sweet girls is in. It is in. Being exactly. nice is cool, guys. Way cooler. Way cooler. If you're a dick, you suck. Yeah, it's no. not the way to do it. I gotta be honest. I used to like kind of like girls who were like mean, kind of. I was like, I was like, oh, maybe they're just like unobtainable. Mm. And the chase. Yeah. 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 Insert your Larry David. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no. I, actually, we spent some time up in Canada when we were younger. We went and did uh, Canadian Nationals, which is a motocross series up there. Dope. And my my younger brother actually won the Canadian National Championship. And he won by so far that they actually protested him. He's like nine. He's like a nine-year-old kid. They're protesting him. The parents are yelling. It was so aggressive. They paid all this money to have them strip his bike down, like just to see if he was cheating. Wow. And it's like a nine-year-old. He's kind of like shook. Like, well, what's going on? Like, yeah. mom, dad, like, what, why is everyone so mad? And like, I won. You know, he's I, the, I won. He's the Barry Bonds. He's doing steroids on his bike. We were giving him a little roids. Yeah. In his Capri Sun. <laughs> that's that's what messed up with your elbow now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm having flare-ups. <laughs> In the Capri, so we put a little in the Dunkaroos batch. Yeah, just a little nip. A little extra in the fruit roll up yeah. there. <laughs> but yeah, I just remember that. I was like, ah, Canadians going off up here. Like, they weren't being nice. The, that that Canadian friendly neighbor, they were they were on a different vibe in that, in that moment. Mm. Like, they were they were ramping. Like, oh, you guys come up from America? And he just smoked everybody. And Love that. They tore him down. And they're like, no, he's within the legal thing. The guy, I remember the guy at the end was just like, threw the money down. Rawr. I was like, so mad. I was like, ah. Are we back in Montana? Damn. What's going on? A little karate kid, Cobra Kai, Daniel uh, La Russo. I think that was what it was. 
classic uh <laughs> just like questioning uh yeah. mr miyagi over here yeah for don't sure. question him yeah no no it was don't question the bike it yeah, works yeah he, no, he's it, nine yeah he's nine and and we're all friends here at least we should be family sports you know they're great <laughs> <laughs> we think so we yeah. think so my dad coached me growing up so same same thing we always used to you know father and son get into it. I mean, at the end of the day you know another like you said you know best friend and family type but they're tough Co- coaching and working together or, i don't know family and friends it's a dance it's a dance i think you just start to see people's real colors when they're when their money and their mm-hmm. and their choices get involved you know it's like where where things just start getting a little gray sometimes but if you can fight through that and be a, a person it works so i'll yeah. let you know how me and my brother do after a while <laughs> I'll be- we did we did hawaii together i mean we travel a lot together but i remember in hawaii there was a few moments where we were driving and he was just getting pissed off at me and i think i like oh hot soup and i hit like a <laughs> <laughs> and i uh, i grabbed the wheel and like went off the road for like a quick second just to let him know like don't, don't mess with me. <laughs> like yeah. you always had those moments with your brother yeah. though yeah but i was like that you was got only, that crazy look in your yeah, eye yeah yeah like yeah. What, what'd you do and yeah. just like half go off the road he's yeah. like you're actually out of your mind yeah, i'm like totally. let's fight right now then, yep. you know yep. i'll pull this shit over right now exactly yep. exactly and it's all like all over like where we want to hit lunch or something <laughs> but i don't know we'll see where the show goes. that was also years ago so hopefully we've matured by now dude honestly some of the best friends that i have i've like had a fight with you mm. know like i've i've met like a an older an older artist out here who's like you know household name i don't even mention his name but if he hears this he'll know who he is and uh we had like an altercation at the gallery which is like i've never had so many altercations and like, even in moto dude like i swear in the art world it is so hilarious people's egos are like to the moon mm. But anyway, he like messed up one of my paintings. Like, like it actually caused like damage to it. And so I was just like, hey, you know, like can someone just give me the real story and like whatever? And he comes in like super mad and was very aggressive about it and very not. not he ended up apologizing afterwards. But I was like, yo, what the heck? Like and we kind of like had this exchange. I was like, look at yourself. Is this like how you want to like look to the younger audience and like the younger artists acting like the, the worst? I'm like, I was like, wow. I was like, I was like, I just let him hang himself. I was just like, dude, OK, look at you go. You're doing the most. Right. And he Extra. was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So then afterwards he was like, yeah, I know you're actually kind of right. And like, we shook hands and now it's like, then he invited me to do an art show and it actually, it was, it was great. I actually got good exposure out of it. And, um, yeah, no, it was just funny. Cause like, then like once we like really sat down and started talking, he's just like, you know what? I really like you. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I really, I really love you. It's funny dude. how that works. Yeah. It's, it's when funny. people can actually, you know, sit down and listen for a second yeah. and see how much we have in common. Yeah. It was, it was silly. It's like, Hey, come on. We're both, we're both you know pushing art yeah what are we doing we're both doing this why are we wasting time yeah just on september 11th yesterday i just saw a quote and it's nothing fancy at all so don't get too excited but just it was something along the lines of like life short like what like there's literally zero time for hate Mm -hmm. and yeah you know not to get so deep and my voice sounds extra so so (laughs) take your time in life no but seriously i i any no, of the, the, yeah, the dramatic stuff uh i mean i'm always a person that tries to pick up the phone first and call people and i don't know people just deal with stuff you know in different waves of they need time or they need to think it over or talk to somebody i'm like let's just call me we'll figure this out what is it that, yeah you know like yeah i did that because of this and that and sometimes you say too much or you say you know the wrong thing but it's like you still get through it and like let's move on and grow whether it's a friend or you have an issue with you know 
somebody that's new in your life i'd rather just always t- communicate about it. i mean that's what we're supposed to talk we're humans like let's communicate and move forward but yeah it's like you know doing the uncomfortable thing yeah you know do that first uncomfortable conversation because it's it's not easy it's like sometimes it's like it's just easier to be like ah maybe i'll just not have it uh, but it, it is always better to do it it seems yeah <laughs> it always seems it, to be it, it, battle it out what else you do, what else then what you else? just then you just let this like hate linger on yeah, you it's not awesome that feels terrible yeah i've had that yeah I've and then that. it stays with you for a while yeah. and messes when it's with you it messes with everything like every decision you're making that day totally. and like sleeping and that's why it's really hard for me to understand people with this like delete culture you know to be like oh i'll just block them or i'll just do this or it's it's so bizarre to me like the the psyche behind that because you think you're just blocking somebody and it's doing you better but in reality you're definitely thinking about that person and half the people that are blocking somebody they got some creepy ass ghost account that they're snooping around on you anyway right you know and i've I've seen that so many times yeah i don't know that that to me is, is a little wackadoo but um yeah i don't know Anyway, we've helped enough people, I think. I, yeah. I, I think just just communicate to just your communicate. loved ones. Yeah, just communicate. You know, just talk call, it out. Call everybody. Brett if you have issues. We got a phone line that you guys can tap into. Just hit the link below, and uh, we'll, we'll be right with you. <laughs> but um, dude, so I was I was looking at your Instagram, and I saw yep. that you went to Peru. Yeah, and Peru is a place that I've been interested to go to. Um, Tell me about your travels. Like, what was that like? What did you? Why did you go there? Mm-hmm. That's sort, that sort of um, it was a last minute uh, book. Um, we had, me and my brother had a little bit of time off. He's very reserved in his decision-making. And I was like, dude, let's just do Machu Picchu. Let's start off 2020 right. Um, and there's so many other things I would love to do in Peru, but, you know, just with getting back to the city for work and stuff, we didn't have too much time. But right. um, he had a little more free time than I did. So he flew down. He did uh, Lima by himself for about... I don't know, whatever, four or five days. And then I flew in after and we did Lima for a day. And then we flew to Cusco. And um, through Instagram, I actually connected with a company and, you know, they were hooking us up with like some some free hikes and some um, some meals and stuff. So that, that was always always fun, you know, getting those, those types of perks, especially when you're in like a foreign country and uh, trying to, you know, ball on a budget. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, my brother, since he... Uh, <laughs> Funny story, since he is used to traveling and, and, you know, living the hostel life, he always kind of, even though we were on vacation for whatever, like 12 days, he always kind of books us in these low-key spots. So, like, we get there, we're, like, barely on any sleep. We know we have to be up the next morning at 4 a.m. to do Rainbow Mountain. And there's just, like, a girl in the hallway, like, pressing, a like, a baby, pressing, like, a squeaky noise, like, like, the whole night. And we got, like, no sleep. There was no hot water. Um, but that's all part of the experience. Anyway, we went up to the hike. We immediately got altitude sickness because we didn't adjust, um, accordingly. And yeah, we like took 30 steps and then we both just like kind of sat down and just <laughs> fell asleep next to llamas for like three no hours. No way. Um, it was, yeah, it was like a quick hour and a half, two hour hike. We just couldn't do it. Like every time we both stood up, the mountains <laughs> were doing like that cartoon thing where they come Shut and go up. and things were shaking. No way. So that day was kind of a wash. Um, and then we did the uh, five-day Inca Trail, and that was just everything you could want. Um, no showering, just um, had some porters. These guys, they're like four foot. They're carrying the tent, the pots and pans, the food, the utensils, the cups, all the ingredients for hot chocolate, for popcorn, 
pillows, sleeping bags, everything. And there's only like five or six of them. And then the chef and, you know, they're half our size and they're wearing like flip flops. Meanwhile, we all have or like old Converse that are like bootleg brands and they're running through these, you know, these mountains in this trail. Um, And do you have stuff on you too? Yeah. We had a light bag just for, you know, like little snacks or waters and stuff like that. Um, But I definitely brought the wrong bag because it was just after carrying for so long, it started to hurt my back and me and my brother were like switching off. And as lazy as we are, we actually asked the porters if we could throw it in their backs, they had room and, you know, we tipped them like whatever extra 30, because when they put the bag on their shoulders, it goes like, it goes up, it, it goes all the way up. Um, and we were just struggling getting up to, uh, I think it's the total hike was 30 miles. And then I think you reach 15,000 feet of altitude. Mm-hmm. This so is five days long, five days long. Is it just um, treacherous the, trail getting up there? Yeah. And we were there in the, in the wet season too. It wasn't that bad. Um, but the best part about it is, um, you know, obviously getting to just like meet the other people that you're with, um, getting to do all those forest things that you never really get to do, especially living in New York city, like having to go to the bathroom in the forest yeah. and figure that out. That was an experience. Um, the meals were actually delicious, which blew my mind that these guys had delicious food in their bag the whole time. And, um, well, spices are big there too. Yeah. Spices were big. Um, but they weren't bringing, uh, like we had Peruvian food, but they, they, they kept it kind of American too, and just to, you know, to fit the tourists, but that wasn't the, the best part. But when we did have Peruvian food, it was delicious. Um, but the best part about the hike was there's some spots in the trail that everyone's on their way to Machu Picchu, but there's some other beautiful spots and I, I would botch the name, so I'm not even going to try it, but, and there's nobody there. Right. Because, you know, we're, we're midway on the trail and you can only get to these spots if you do the Inca trail itself. Machu Picchu has the train, has the bus. You can get there. It's a tourist site. But the other spots that are hidden gems that it's just me, you know, and the other six people that we're with and we're just fully immersed in this castle that is just living on top of a mountain 12,000 feet up in, you know, the sky. Um, and yeah, definitely having some of those crazy out-of-body experiences of just like sitting there and looking down and waterfalls everywhere you look and, you 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 know, you do that thing where you close your eyes and you see where yourself is yeah. on the map. If you were like, you know, look at that that, yeah. that map when you're in your third grade class of mm-hmm. Mrs. Sosa's whatever. Social. <laughs> you're like, wow, I'm here right now, 12,000 feet up. Phones or um, no phones? No phones. Um, did you hit that? Uh, did you hit that moment where you're you're so disconnected that it's you're almost nervous to go back to your phone? Oh yeah, always. Oh, whenever I return to New York City, I always feel a sense of like anxiety and questioning. Like, like should I turn it back on? Right. Turn, yeah. Should I turn it back on? And should I be here? Yeah. In New York City, just I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's the capital of the world in in my eyes, but I don't know. There's something just. One time I came back from Greece and we, my brother and I, we just had such a, an amazing trip with such genuine people inside and out. They really followed the the old school Testament rules of like loving your neighbor. And, yeah. being, you know, and we felt that inside and out everywhere we turned and looked and like came back to the city. And as soon as we landed, you know, you got that, that harsh New York City mm-hmm. foot traffic, the street traffic and all that. And I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. it was a little bit of a depression for a few weeks yeah. of just coming back to you know, New York city. Yeah. Coming back to it. But traveling is everything to me, man. I think it, it, if you don't travel, like you, you can't grow, you got, you got to meet, you got to take those chances and meet those people and try the foods and do all those uncomfortable things, which I'm sure you've done. And 
what's yeah what's your best uh out of america experience hmm i don't know i mean i don't have a ton of you know out of america experiences that were the best i mean i've done some cool stuff in london which i know isn't like geographically like a cool thing but it was based around race cars so that was awesome mm. um but you know uh some cool things in mexico but you know my gauge of cool is like you know i kind of almost like getting into situations sometimes like those are like some of the moments that stick out in my head getting mugged in mexico and you know having to give federales a bunch of money and you know it's just silly wow. things happening you know like having a gun held in your face will really change your attitude um oh my goodness yeah so that's that's were not you fun. if you don't mind me asking were you out looking for these things like no. or it just no, happened we were just merely traveling and yeah they Holy just shit. ended up stopping us and they just happened to be it seemed like they're kind of amped up on something didn't seem like they were a standard issue. Wow. It seemed like something else was going on. And we ended up just like giving them a lot of money. And we're just like, dude, Jesus, that was that was hefty. Damn, sorry that happened, bro. That's that's I mean, not I mean, really? that, it definitely sober you up a little bit getting mm -hmm. in that situation like that. You know, you think you're tough until something like that happens and all of a sudden your life's really out of your your hands and you know, you're you're at another person's mercy and in a, a squeeze of a trigger, you're like, Wow, that's that's not nothing that's not nothing. Yeah. You know, so uh, I'm Everything that's happened to me, I don't, Chills. I don't regret I, I, at all. Like I think all the bad stuff that's happened to me, like I'm finally at a place now in life when all of a sudden something, like if something's coming uncorked, I'm like, yes, there's a lesson coming for some, and I know it sounds so nuts, but I'm like, I literally get like that now. I'm like, at first I'll kind of like have like a knee jerk where I'm like, damn dude, like this is like a thing that's going on. But then I'm like, wait a second, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to learn something here. Right. Something's about, I'm about to like get a little bit of like a lesson. So yeah no i mean even being hurt things that happen it's just you know it, everything's a lesson and that's i think that we didn't know that before we used to always just everyone i think used to be like very victimized even much more than before and now we're like we're kind of realizing like oh there's it, the world kind of gives us lessons when maybe we're ready for it and it never feels like you're ready for it you're like why now yeah this isn't the time like and it's like there's just never any accidents and it's just all about how you kind of deal with it are you a uh things happen for a reason guy uh, I mean, I don't die on any island of anything, to be honest. Like, I, I, yes, it seems like things really happen for a reason. Mm -hmm. I do think that, but I don't know if it's from some deity or some sort of, you know, uh, sky daddy, as some would say. Uh, you know, I don't. <laughs> I've never heard that. One. <laughs> That's a total ripoff of Joe Rogan, well, actually. But sky it, I, daddy. I think it is so funny to say. I, I have. I'm not. Everyone talks about Joe, but I, have, I haven't really watched Joe. I think you'd really like him. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I've, I, I've only. I've seen a couple like random things that he says on like highlights and you know, you shouldn't judge the book by its cover, but like yeah. a few things that he says, I'm like, mm, yeah, and I don't think I can. He, I, I feel you, but um, the majority is, I'm sure is, is solid. He's and, a curious person. Yeah. He's a curious guy. And that's, I mean, similar. I mean, that's kind of like what inspired me to like want to do podcasting. Even I wanted to do this so long ago. I wanted to do this like five, six, seven years ago, honestly. Yeah. But I never really just like, I never felt like I had a reason, like, why me? Why would I? Of course. Do I'm not like a guy that does a podcast and nobody yeah. really is. That's what's kind of like cool about it. Um, but no, like for the most part, he's just a curious person and he's having conversations with people that he thinks is interesting. And yeah, maybe we don't think that, maybe not all of us think that all of his guests are interesting or, and maybe we think he's giving guests platforms that shouldn't get platforms and things like that. And, but also he is kind of a meathead and that's kind of what I love about the guy. He is a meathead, but he's super curious and he's like very genuine and empathetic. He's not. Yeah. He's not just like some guy that's like forcing his opinions. He's really just trying to like explore what things are. Um, and so likewise, like I, I just have so many interesting conversations and just even like when I first met you today, I was like, all right, this guy, you have substance. You like, you're not like just a dude, like, 
And not, not that there's anything wrong with just being a dude at all. I would I would love to talk to just a dude, you yeah. know? But like, you know, you've got, you're curious about life. You're going to these other countries because you're, there's something else. It's like, yeah. our ideas really aren't our own. Like, so whatever it is, it's telling you to go experience the world and share your stories. And and then somehow us as advanced monkeys, we created these microphones and these things and these headphones, and then we can put them out to each other and we can share stories. But that's what it used to be like when you like come to a town, you would share your stories of the next town that you were just at. And and that's, and it's, it's so evolved. And now we're just telling stories of, of where we've been. And, and I think they're, I think it's helpful. Yeah. And I, I, I like to hear, you know, about Trife and, and people like having failures too. Um, you know, people have oftentimes like created, like someone wrote me recently, like, oh, everything you do just turns to gold. And I'm like, dude, that's so wrong. I'm like, I fail at everything. I'm, I'm always failing. Like literally I'm always failing at something. And if I'm not failing at something, I, I don't really feel comfortable. So I like, I pick up a lot of hobbies because I'm like, oh, I like to do stuff that I, I kind of suck at. And I don't know. I think there's just like something interesting with like just having these conversations and recording them. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think there is value in it. Yeah. You know, it's a moment in time for sure. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know why this stuck out, but when you just said it about like people traveling and then, you know, they just came from the next town over. Um, even my buddy said yesterday that we had, you know, met uh, a, these girls through another girl. And it was just like, that, that's how it used to be. Like, Hey, I want you to meet so-and-so, you know, totally. there was no other, there was no other way besides just a, an interaction in a public space or a bump in or a referral. Yeah. Um, and to see how much the game has changed from all aspects. It's at, it was refreshing for a moment to be like, how else, how else have things changed and how else can I go back and maybe not do things in 2020? Is, is there a way I could connect back to, to 1960 and or whatever, 1950? 1999. Yeah. 1999. We used to call a girl on the phone. Like you meet a girl now, you ever call her, you call them. Maybe a, you gotta, I mean, you got to maybe you gotta a, read the room. Yeah, you, you got to feel the, the situation out. But it's it's usually I'd say the majority always start with the text, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's but there's sometimes you're just like I'm just gonna call this chick. Yeah. Like maybe that's one in every like ten or so. But even the text, what the text has done to everybody. Oh, and it's so easy to mis like misinterpret uh, misinterpret the communication and the emails and you know just one one letter off, one emoji mm-hmm. off, one thing off, and it. And what? What did you say to me? Dude, it messes your whole day up or it messes your whole 15 minutes or 20 minutes of that energy that you just had of figuring out how to, how is this person saying this to me? How do I respond to this? Again, that's why I'm a phone call or like, come, let's talk about it in person. Cause, ah, yeah. And I've been dealing with too much of that recently. I've been, I think I keep talking about it because it's heavy, it's heavy on me right now. Just communication with some people. And for sure, I need to do better on my part. And, you know, I think they need to do better on their part. But it definitely just weighs on you. And it just becomes a burden of like, dude dude or chick or whoever you're speaking to. Like, I, I don't want bad things for you. You don't yeah. want bad things for me. <sighs> Let's communicate. Let's just communicate. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's so heavy. And like we, like one of the things I feel like has really changed the game is, is FaceTime, you know, and staying mm-hmm. connected. It's, it is really interesting how like we are kind of exploring the idea of whether you know cell phones are even healthy for us right now and but it's it's really kind of like our first form of like telepathy or our first like of being like interconnected 
I mean, right now I can log in and look at somebody from Hong Kong and what kind of day they're having. And if I have a friend in Australia, they're posting, I'm kind of keeping up with their life. And we are really so connected. It's really our own behavioral patterns that make us have a bad relationship with the phone and Instagram and what have you, because whether we're jealous or whatever we are. And so, um, but I just have noticed like, you know, the phone call, I remember like being on the, I remember like being young, like having like a girl that I was, you know, crazy about just talking on the phone for hours mm. and just, remember those days? You, you just, look, you, you roll over, it's like 2.57. You're like, I don't even care. I don't care. I'm going to be exhausted care. tomorrow for yep, you. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And, and I think that there's something, there's something kind of beautiful in that. And so even like now, just, you know, I, I, I do the call. I do the call. It's I like, like that. Just to see like, hey, what's up? And if they're like, no, I only text. I'm like, eh. Yeah, you're not really being open, but I, it's it's tough to just rule that out because people aren't being open for a reason. People are getting done dirty all the time yeah. on every every ro- like realm. It's really, ugh, it sucks. Yeah, but a lot yeah. of hurt people. Yeah, and hurt people hurt people, as they mm-hmm. say, you know. And so, but yeah, the call, FaceTime. You know, it's like it's funny. Like I'll be like talking to my mom. She's got her phone like up to her face. Hello, hi. I'm like, ah, you're so funny. <laughs> the dating scene. If we're gonna talk about dating for a sec, I will say that. I feel like FaceTime has changed the game, especially in COVID, because now you can see a chick's vibe from just FaceTime. and For sure. And That's kind of where I was going with it. Yeah. Bit. And like, yeah. not to say that it would always be a waste of time to go meet up with a girl, but sometimes, you know, if, if it is a drive or if it's like Hamptons, the city or whatever, and like you started out with just FaceTime and, you know, just seeing if there's that energy there yeah. and if it's worth it or if it's just like, wow, not this, we're definitely on different pages. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that has been um progress in the in the dating world for just meeting chicks and being like yeah i would actually want to give you my in-person time and drive an hour or two hours to see you rather than so adding another dynamic of like you know it's like a first it's like a first step it is i mean it's a wall you gotta break down yeah you know it's like i've it's so funny you say that actually so i'm like just thinking about like different things i've had like i've literally met people via facetime and just like you know during covid times it was like so funny you know, people really obviously don't want to like be meeting up. We're not supposed to be meeting up or like mm-hmm. hanging out. So, um, you know, and I was talking to a couple of friends that like, you know, had gotten into kind of like pseudo relationships at the beginning of quarantine. And then day 40 in, like we were talking before, it's like, ugh, we got to go our separate ways, you know, or whatever it may be. And so it's, it's, it sucks. But I've, I've talked to like a one friend of mine. He's just like, dude, this girl's got to go. Like, you know, I'm like, and, she, and then I talk to her. She comes up, she's like, she's like, I got to get out of here. Do you know where her room is? I'm like, dude, you guys are both using me as the bridge of like, yeah. I got to get out. Oh, but it's so, that Therapist. was so common. <laughs> Therapist. That's, that's the next episode actually. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple coming on I'm working with. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a therapist coming on? Is that no, what you're doing? No, no, oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Love a good therapist. Oh yeah, a little therapy session. We all use our friends and our family, and you know, they roommates full of bad advice. They're full of bad advice. (laughs) Full of bad advice every time. But we we're searching for it. Yeah, you know, dude. I I mean, like, I was here, and then she said this, and like, what do you think? And yeah, fuck her. Yeah, no, fuck him. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I never really liked him anyway. Yeah, yeah. Therapy, therapy helps. Therapy. Definitely helps whether it's just to, to talk it out and the lady or man has a calm voice or to actually get some some knowledge. I've had to try to convince some of my friends recently that I think there's this stigma around therapy that if you get it, you're like you're failing, you're failing and you're mentally like off. Yeah, yeah. that's not the case at all. Like, no, you're just asking for some help. 
and we all need to ask for help and no one knows the answer. So just talk it through with somebody who's actually studied this professionally, like same way you wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't get on a motorcycle without just being talking to somebody that's done it before yeah. or watching a, a video on it, you know, like inform yourself of what this can do for you. So that, that bothers me at times of, because mental health is definitely a thing now for sure. Um, such a I, big combo right now. It's such a big combo and I'm sure, and I'm glad it is and these things are rising because it probably wasn't a combo in 1999 as much, Yeah. but it's a serious thing. It's a very, very serious thing. And I, and I think anybody that's like, oh, it's stupid. It's like, no, you can relate to it because you've had that one day where you were extremely off. Yeah. So imagine that being a constant state of mind. So don't, don't do that. So yeah, we'll, we'll cherry pick 99. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to take everything. Yeah. Then it was a good year in 99. What happened? Knicks went to the finals. Damn. New York Knicks went to the finals, lost to the San Antonio Spurs um, 4-1. And Alan Houston, who actually lives in Sag Harbor, he lives two houses away from me. Oh, okay. um, just found out like a few months ago. Um, he was on that team. So funny enough. How That's it, actually hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we'll, let's go back to traveling a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. What would you say your your like craziest travel story is? Like, you know, you come to town, you come to the new town and you meet me and you've told the other stories that are mm. what have you. What's like a crazy story situation that you think... Uh, Wow, so many, so many come to mind. I mean, automatically, like the thrill. Um, yeah, I think thrill. Yeah, thrill. I I gotta say, I mean, I did skydiving out here. Um, that was crazy. Um, but wait, I, Long Island uh, skydiving? Yeah. So when did you do that? Um, probably about three years ago. Okay, interesting. Because uh, a kid that used to live in this room right next to here. He's the videographer. His name's Timmy. Really? Legendary kid. I love him to death. Wow. So he, every day he was waking up, driving there, jumping out of the plane. So bizarre living with somebody like that. Because I would go to work and do my thing. Yeah. And I'd come home and I would be so happy to see his car in the driveway. I would be like, literally, I would make it a point every day. I'd be like, dude, I'm so glad you're here. And right. It was just, it was so bizarre to see someone get up for work every day and just go jump out of the sky with a sheet. It's 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 mm. nuts. And for me, I mean, skydiving was my biggest fear. Honestly, did you do it? Yeah, I've done it three times. Oh wow, awesome! No, I love it. And now my my younger brother is really pressing for us to go get skydiving certified. Dope. Yeah, it is. It seems dope. All three jumps have been out here or different places. Um, I think they've all been out here. Nice. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. It's so good. Yeah, it's dope. It's, it's like so Montauk good. on one side, you could see the city on the other. It's so good. It's amazing. And there's nothing like. You, you want to talk about having issues being present? Yeah. That'll... Dude, did you... Like after you did it, what like for your next like two to three weeks, were you just in touch with yourself and more alive than ever? Super calm. Super calm. It calmed me down like a lot. I was just like... Whew. As soon as we landed, I was like... I was, I, I was like, what? I had an energy do? about me that I wish I could have every single day. Yeah. I was getting up early, attacking yeah. the day. I, my vision was clear. My head was clear. I was like, maybe I should go is there, again. Yeah, is there should some? Go is, again? Is, is, I'm down to go again. Is there some therapy in it? Like, I don't know. In everything, there has to be some riding a bike down the street therapy. Yeah, you know, slowing but, down, smelling the flowers. Honestly, yeah. it was Hawaii. If we're gonna go back to the thrilling thing, we swam with sharks. Ooh, yeah. that's a good one. No cage, no, um, just just to swim with the sharks. Like, was it to go observe the sharks? 
Uh, yeah, just like we went on the boat. It was me and my brother and like two other dudes and a chick. So it was like five of us and then two trainers. And as soon as the boat stopped, there was like 20 fins surrounding the boat. They put out the little radar thing and it, it absorbed. So it was like a sonar thing and the sharks love it because it's like massaging their gills or whatever. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't so know So they put out little thing. electric waves. So, so that they come. food. No, they didn't drop the food. That's crazy. And then they lowered it a little bit lower under the boat so that we could stay on the surface. Who the hell figured that out? Shark massage? Shark massage. That's insane. I would have never. Sounds dope. I kind of want to hit a spa and get one. Yeah, for sure. If Mm. I was like a thing on Jeopardy, I would have failed that question. (laughs) What is shark massage? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But crazy experience. um, Just getting in water, seeing the fins all around. No cage. Just they put a rope in the water and um you went hands in the armpits and you just had to do the 360 and fins no no life vest or whatever just because if you really needed to swim and anytime a shark got too close the trainers would usually give them like a love tap on their tail um but we were just told to you know like stay as calm as you can and treat them as like if you're another predator in the water and if they look at you like you look them back in in the eye because they're not here according to the trainers they get this completely bad rep as of hollywood and they're not here to to hurt you You just gotta let them know you're also swimming here and go about your day and that's what happened and you know i guess they're doing that tour every day and things are fine so and then we the dope part was a humpback no in the distance like the, and then just saw, I was like finding Nemo for a second. I just like froze and what? came out of the water and you saw the, yeah, it was like, that's the stuff in Hawaii that is just, there's energy in Hawaii that kind of compares to skydiving. Like as soon as you, you touch feet on, on land there, you're like, whoa, yeah. I get why you guys are doing this. For like sure. I'm feeling this in my lungs. I'm feeling my body right now. Like there's, there's a special energy there. Yeah. It totally makes sense. Yeah, and that's probably why people are very protective of it. Because mm-hmm. the locals really don't love people coming no, through. No, they don't. There's yeah. actually one island. What island were you on? Um, we did Oahu and Kauai. Okay. There's one island that they don't let anybody go to, and it's just the uh, Hawaiians from 1999. <laughs> they, <laughs> they just stay on the island the whole time. And yeah. They don't let anybody. It's just all traditional, no electricity. and Yeah, would love to take a trip there someday yeah. and bring a camera crew and film a doc about it for sure but i don't know if that would ever happen yeah my my brother did uh the call out trail in Kauai. the Kala trail the call out the call out trail Kalalau? Wh- which uh island is this on um on Kauai. okay yeah and so it's like you like hike oh is this um you the... hike like right next to the, like on the cliff basically and like where the the crate i think it's the background of my phone my phone's charging in the yeah, other it's like room. that like really cool little co- like pirate's cove yeah i know exactly like, what the you're cliff, talking about the sandy beach so that's what they call a camp apparently and he tells an amazing story i honestly should have a podcast with, with him telling the story but they hiked in and uh i have to tell this like a little blurb real quick because yeah, like travel, travels and small small world small story like just funny little things that happen He'd been telling me about he once he came back from Kauai, he just would not shut up about it. Like he was like, you should have been there. He he went for like twenty one days sleeping in a hammock only. Love that. They slept in a hammock only, like you know, raining, filling up hammock, filling up, dumping their hammocks out. They literally like they really, tied up hammocks on the beach. Yep, on that beach. Wow. And they, li- and they live there. Like there's a there's some like local kind of like transient people that live there, and they 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 all just kind of barter. Like they give them tobacco. They're like, all right, well you guys can use some of our pots and pans to cook tonight. 
and they ended up going on, they ended up like setting up like a snare and they had caught a pig. And so they, uh, they went, he's like, hey, well, can we come with you to like, go, you know, get the pig. And so they're, he said running bare, they were in shoes, but the, the guys that were local there were just running barefoot and they're just running on this trail. He said they're running up on this big peaked out, uh, you know, like spine. Now there's like spines of like earth there. Mm. And, you know, because the topography there is very bizarre. And so they're running on the top of this thing. He said it was super sketchy. And my brother's very versatile with sketchy things. He said it was super sketchy just trying to keep up with the guys. And they're running and they get to the pig and it's snared. And the guy pulls out a crossbow and shoots it. They harvest the pig. They take it back in five-gallon buckets and they cook up this pig. And he's been telling me the story. And I'm like, wow. that's insane. That's that's such a crazy, rugged, raw thing to experience. And he kept talking about this guy named Sal. And this, like, kid that he knew. And he, like, had brought him all this fruit back from the forest and... I'd actually FaceTime this kid, Sal, at one point, like while they're all together. So then fast forward, you know, a couple of years, my best friend got hit by a bicycle. He, get, he gets killed. And uh, yeah, it was, it was actually so shitty. Sorry, man. Yeah, it was, it was not awesome. Um, but we all flew into Arizona to go to his funeral. And his brother, who is one of my best friends, um, David and, and uh, my ex at the time, my brother, we were all like, hey, let's go up to Sedona and just kind of like, so like sitting around with like everyone and let's go up to Sedona and kind of like do like a send off and just get out in the desert. We'll go rent a Jeep. We'll go get some hammocks. And, you know, we went, so we went to a Bass Pro Shop. We bought hammocks and sleeping bags. We got all the wrong shit and we drove up to Sedona and we went and rented a Jeep. And while we're in the Jeep, uh, I was like, you know what? It'd be nice to kind of have like a little, you know, ceremonial J of some sort that we could, <laughs> you know, send, send them off with. And so we're driving on the road and, I like see these two kids walking. One kid's wearing a poncho. One kid's wearing these like ripped up jeans. And I'm like, eh, let me swing in real quick. And hey guys, what's going on? Like, how you guys doing? We get to talking. And they're like, nah, no, like, hey man, like, no, but peace, brother. Like, whatever, whatever. I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, what? And my brother's like, dude, open the door. Open the door. I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, no, it's all good. Like, we're just going to go. He's like, no, open the door. So I unlock the door. He gets out. He starts hugging one of the kids. And I'm like, ah. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, this is bizarre. I'm like, okay. He's like, this is Soul. No. This is the kid I was telling you about from Kauai. Oh my we goodness. We randomly see him. Like, what is that? Wow. What is that? That is weird. And this kid is homeless. He doesn't live anywhere. Wow. What? He doesn't live anywhere. He he said he used to live in Kauai. He lived at that base camp. And then what was crazy, while they're at the base camp, you know, Chance said they were, they were which is my brother's name is Chance. He said that... Uh, they're sitting there chilling one morning and all of a sudden these helicopters just do the that super aggressive move. They, they All of a sudden they're just on them and they, they land the helicopters. They come out with the guns. They like surround the whole place and all of a sudden all the locals just start fleeing up into the hills and running away. Wow. So my brother's like, yeah, uh, what's going on? Like this seems pretty intense. <laughs> and they're like, you guys have your camping permits? And he's like, yeah, actually we do. And uh, he's like, well, we have like a lot of like illegal activity has been going on around here. These guys were like, these guys have like had stolen a jet ski and they were giving people rides out to base camp. So like, they would say, oh, hundred bucks, we'll give you a ride out there. You don't have to walk the trail. We'll give you like, and so my brother had actually done the ride one time and mm. he said that they actually had taken a jet ski out over through the surf with his pack on. Like, that's like how they got back one time. He said it was so terrifying. It's like on this shitty, like, you know, spray painted jet ski, it's like a full pirate mission, just getting back to, you know, getting back to like the main, main section, like where everyone travels from and. Anyway, so we saw this kid in, in Sedona. It was just it's so cool. It was so, I love that. It was so bizarre. I don't know why. And then you, so from there, you guys went. Uh... 
So from, he, he came with or no, just, he didn't come with. Up no, or? it was just like peace, dude. It's so good, good. Like we got a picture yeah. of them together. I was gonna say a quick pic, quick pic for the gram, and, <laughs> uh, and then they were on their way. It was so bizarre. Um, and then we went and we, you know, spent the next few hours looking for trees to put hammocks up in the desert because that mm-hmm. wasn't a factor that I thought of. Wow, amazing story. First of all, um, you did bring something up. Uh, I went to Cuba with uh, one of my best friends a few years ago, and I'll, I'll keep it short, but. When we got to the house in um, Vinales, which is the like main tobacco region um, west of Havana, it's about a two and a half, three hour drive to get there. And when we got to the house, these people were amazing. It's a little farm. They have you know the the ox doing the doing the farm thing. Yep. That's not my world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they had the ba- the baby pigs. They had you know like two big ones. Yeah little chickens you know and they're like we're, we're, we have a ceremony you know like on, on saturday or whatever you guys should come and we're like yeah when we get there to the ceremony on saturday we've had a night so the night before we went like dancing in the main square it's like one of those old small towns everyone's just smoking oh, and like that, that the so live fun. latin music everyone's drunk and so just dancing fun. doing different dance moves spinning and Oh, I mean, I just think it, when dance is part of people's cultures, totally. it's not, I feel like it's the dance in our culture has faded, you know, mm-hmm. like people don't go to the clubs to like dance anymore. You have to find those certain spots in yeah. like New York or out here or wherever to really dance. But anyway, I'm getting off the story, but we came back long day. We were at this tobacco farm and they had this like honey rum and the lady was like, only take, you know, like one drink, one shot, like every like 20, 30 minutes and the guy that owns the house what's his name i know his wife's name was labis but i can't remember the 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 father's name but anyway he he's like it's time for the ceremony my friends i come so we all take one of those shots and now he's bringing up the pig and his brother it starts pouring rain his brother is sharpening the knife damn and he hands it straight to me. I'm like, I, I, I don't know what you guys are expecting. I can't do this. Like, I rip another shot. And I'm already lit off these, like, two. Like, you're only supposed to, you know, like, yeah. 20, 30-minute increments. And I'm already gone. And my boy is, like, I think he, he swayed back, like, five or six at this point. He's wow. like, fuck it. I'll do it. And he grabbed the the knife and they showed him how to do it but in their culture you know it's like a blessing there's a respect thing there's a respect thing you know that we like all had a great moment together we said a nice little prayer but he stabbed this pig they they took him like undertaker they they flew the pig on his back they stabbed him in the heart and there's little family members like all around but this is so normal like there's like four and five year olds running around but this is it the the six-year-olds are pushing the blood down to the river into the stream yeah and this thing is squealing, man. I have, oh. I have a video of it, and I can never watch it when people ask to see it. I've, I've done it like once. Yeah. And it still kills me. Um, but the pig was delicious. I've never <laughs> had anything so <laughs> yummy, and it was out of this world. But that moment of my boy stabbing this 100-pound thing just... That'll, you'll never forget that never never forget that like some some kids from the suburbs just like a small place in cuba just that's crazy that he bit the bullet though he and, did and, he did i and 
he, now I think he he has like a f- not like regrets about it, but he's always just like I can't, I can't even like talk about it. Like yeah. he doesn't want to go there. Same yeah, way yeah. I kind of don't want to go there. But we have the video proof and we have the trip together. And yeah, it's you know and the mental again, log for sure. Yeah, it's one of those those moments that will hold on to forever. I'll, I'll, if you want, I'll show you the video after. But yeah, I mean, I would. I mean, it's a, definitely a, a ceremonial thing. I mean, yeah. I, I I I definitely don't love things dying, and uh, yeah. I, I mean, I've been around it uh, uh, enough to know. Um, but, you know, that was probably paying more respect, like, you know, to the meal that you guys were procuring, you know, yeah. in that moment. And that's how that's how the human race has done it the whole time. You know, like back in the back in way, way back in the day, past 1999, people, they were killing animals. There were so many animals on this planet. Yeah. They were killing them and cooking them. Yeah. They weren't eating vegetables like until later dates because they couldn't just grab the raspberries and the blueberries from the trees and this and that. Well, there wasn't always raspberries on the trees. There wasn't always yeah. raspberries and stuff on the trees. And they were getting sick a lot of the time because they didn't really know what to be eating. So yeah. they were seeing their, you know, their sisters and brothers dying or getting sick or throwing up in front of them. They're like, let's just stick to killing this deer and making a fire. Yeah. Or not. You know, well, you or, hear about the Native Americans. I mean, it's just, they were such ruthless people in some regards. I actually grew up on a, a reservation when I first went to Montana. Uh, it was a Salish Kootenai nation. Dope. And uh, yeah, you know, just like learning about their ways, even they were like a very peaceful tribe, like a, a fish bearing tribe, like, you know, live close to the water. Um, but, you know, you you hear about neighboring tribes and, you know, hearing about like just the, the natives ways, like how things were, you know, we've been conquering and doing things forever. That's like what the humans are. We're just, we're, we're just constantly conquering each other. Yeah. You know, we like to think of, you know, the back in the plains days of everyone just you know trading necklaces and hides but you know you had to get that hide somehow and that hide was your blanket and it was your house and you know it was it was many things so yeah i think that's i don't know i think that's interesting so can people still go to cuba not now not now right uh because co- covid oh, but, but, but I mean, pre-covid there was some weird regulations i thought they're shutting it back also. down again or something yeah i think you're you're on the money with that i i, I don't know um exactly just because I, I got in and got out but then i did hear that it, it kind of got weird again and, yeah but shouldn't be the case we shouldn't be having weird you're like a neighbor. They're so close. And you just think I mean, about the, the Cuban population of, of Miami, too. Like, oh, it's that's so heavy. It's so heavy. Yeah. I don't know. They're neighbors. And I don't know. Like yeah. I said, there's no, not, the, there's no time for hate. Yeah, I know. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come on, government. Yeah, come on, everyone. Come on, everybody. So, you know, I guess it's kind of interesting talking about some of that stuff and then also, you know, being in the limelight a little bit. You know, and being in that Hollywood scene, being in like the content creation scene and mm-hmm. and kind of procuring reality a little bit. Um, how's that been for you? You know, because like you it's like we kind of go on these endeavors yeah. to kind of get away and like and to kind of get back in touch with what, what we know as reality. Um, what, how's that been like, you know, being back in that, like managing those two spaces essentially? And does that make sense? Of going after like Hollywood dreams and comparing like real life and travel all, yeah, like, all together yeah like as far as like you know being back in the limelight of things like coming back and then right kind of the coming it. back moment and okay yeah uh i mean i think like what we spoke about earlier sometimes you're like this just doesn't feel right like i just came from being with and having meals with the nicest people ever and now i'm kind of in this like cutthroat industry where you have to be used to hearing the word no 
Um, yeah, so there's a there's definitely a lot of times I think just like like everybody where you're like, why am I doing this? And you know, New York is just a grind, man. Mm-hmm. New York City is such a grind, such yeah. a tough place. It's like, why am I doing this? But at the same time, you're doing it in the greatest city in the world because you I, you want to be the best in the world. You want you want to you know continue to grow in those opportunities. And for me, it's those times that you do get a bite of like that beautiful sandwich or that that piece of steak and you get that high or you jump out of that plane like once you get those moments of of this industry of working um it's just it, it's so special to to your growth and to something that you've been working on and you know like when i first got the gig at yankee stadium and i was on the microphone i remember like three games in i was just like waiting for the shot to happen and i had like the camera around and, and just like the, bam, the bam, light the bam, lights bam, guy bam, bam, bam. Yeah, the, <laughs> the lights guy and just like all this was happening and you know I, I like turn back and like the shot was hitting me dead on but then the screen was gonna be behind my back i was like i'm about to just be projected to like forty thousand people right now yeah. and just entertain these folks and get them ready for you know the second uh half of soccer and you know those moments where you're just like this is awesome um and this is why you know you do it in in the grind of New York. But there, don't get me wrong. There's a, a ton of times where I question like, is New York the place for me? You know, right. I, it's, I'd rather be on a, a baby blue island and mm-hmm. eating fresh fruit and and like working out and doing those outdoor activities and even just the lifestyle of New York City. It's so trapped and caged in, high up in the luxury high rise. Yeah. And like, you know, even your gym is in your building. Like there's days where you never even leave your building. Um, and that was what was amazing out here, what we were talking about earlier, just getting back outside and yeah. running around and taking your shoes off and doing what we're supposed to do and having, you know, the sun out all year yeah. is something that I would really love for another stage of my life, hopefully soon where it can just, there's, you know, I, I like the seasons, but I think I've had enough of them for now where I, I would be okay <laughs> with one season yeah with us hitting yeah one season us hitting the bikes or us jumping to the ocean and yeah i've been doing a, a bunch of that on the laptop cranking out and then at the end of the day like five o'clock me and my buddy grabbing the you ever play kadima the on the beach it's like tennis but oh yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like yeah, the israeli sport and right. we've just been like going back and forth on the beach and like working up a sweat and ending it with like a six o'clock, six o'clock ocean jump and like getting dinner after and it's like what better way like Mm -hmm. i'm so alive right now like i I sweat i had a work day i jumped in the ocean i saw dolphins a few times like why am i going back to the city yeah no that's totally living but the industry is extremely tough if we're if we're talking about acting you know we spoke about earlier everyone's trying to run through the same door it's it's the sexiest thing ever it's the hottest thing ever the money the 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 hollywood hills all this but um, I think I like it because there's no ceiling right. and you can keep, keep going. You know, if you're a PE teacher or you're, you know, whatever, in a line of work, you're going to, you're going to hit a ceiling and you're going to be banging on that ceiling at some point with this. You never know what could happen. I mean, it's, you know, here we are today making, you know, dope memories and I've been, you know, been flown out to LA to shoot movies and uh, upstate New York. So just the opportunities are endless and I continue to meet awesome people. So that's why you stay in it and and the high like we were talking or like I was saying earlier just of creating when you're able to to take that idea and really bring it to life whether it's a, a 30 second comedy video or um, a Broadway script hopefully um, on you know on the Broadway stage soon once those things actually get brought like 
what are you going to do? Just not try it. I was right. having this conversation with, with my buddies the other day. Like if you don't try it, imagine that weight that is going to sit with you yep, forever. For sure. Forever. It's never going to go away. So just do it and fail. I mean, Jim Carrey has this, uh, this not do it and fail, do it. And if you fail, you fail. Um, Jim Carrey has this commencement speech that I should, I think everybody should watch. I saw it. And you saw it, right? Yeah. He talks about his father. Yeah. And how he did his whole life. He wanted to be a comedian and he was, Jim was like, he was way funnier than me. Yeah. He did his whole life of accountant or something and right. failed. Yeah. So if you're going to fail at something that you don't want to do, you might as well try what you, you might as well fail at something that you love. Yeah, totally. So yes and no. And we're always our worst enemies. And, you know, like you were saying earlier, I, I could be doing more. I could be doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm always like, am I doing enough to get to where I want to go to? But we're trying and we're pushing yeah. forward and, um, it's an exciting industry and yeah, it's, it's just, and just acting in general. Um, if you learn the fundamentals of acting, I, I trained as a Meisner actor, people would be much better people. All the things we were talking about before, really listening, really taking in what somebody has to say, right. really making eye contact, really working off their energy, all these things, right. uh, which I actually think you've done an amazing job of, even from when I first met you, like you're very, very present, which I think is awesome. Thank you, I appreciate um, that. And yeah, I mean, with me, I check out at times too, but I think humans, we'd be a better human race if everyone did the Meisner technique and studied for like a year or two because yeah. you, you learn so much about yourself and, and learn, you know, how to just be there for others and take in others as well. So right. I think acting could go a long way for, for mankind. Yeah, I, I think I think the same. I think it's got an interesting rap to people. Um, no, I mean, it's I, I like I like how you like kind of like preface it all that because it's, you know, you've been on sets you've you've done things you know you've, you've got your 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 daily that you do now of you know what your what your life is you've done the, the things at the stadiums um what's like you've obviously met some people yeah you know some probably people that people would be stoked to meet what's yeah. one, what's one that stands out in your mind and or somebody that you you know good question i mean from the uh awesome opportunities of my job in the entertainment world, I've definitely worked with some of the biggest names, um, whether it's a, a quick interaction of the Michael Jordans of, you know, going over a business plan, um, whether it's, you know, talking to Beyonce about, you know, if she doesn't mind being shot from a certain angle and if she's okay with her children being in the shot. Um, so those moments are always just, you know, there's only a few people that have like really shook me up. Um, Beyonce had a, had a glow about her and an energy that you felt her down the hallway where the whole room just froze. Yeah. Everyone was like sat back into the, we were, we were in the back of an arena and she walked down and everyone's backs just kind of like stuck to the wall because yeah. we didn't know <laughs> how to act. Yeah. Uh, that was the first time I met her and then I met her a few other times, but she's always been super, super sweet every time I work with her. Um, I have to I have this simmer on that one of uh, come back to it of like the of a moment where it completely sat with me. I mean, there's so many times where I think these guys, whether they're NBA players, whether they're actors or actresses, they just they just like real realness because they're so used to being asked for something, right. an autograph, a photo. And I always tell people you can't judge celebrities by one interaction when you meet them because. Some of their days are crazy. I mean, 
we have bad days all the time. Mm-hmm. You could have met them on that bad day and they could have just, you know, whatever. They did a shoot in the morning and they got an Uber and sat in traffic and then maybe had to fly to LA to get back. And that, then you just saw them. So like yeah. they just did a commercial shoot in the morning, which you know shoots are draining. Like Ugh. if they're not short and quick and precise, they could be draining. Which especially they never are. They never are. Ours was actually great today, but that was the question. <laughs> yeah, but it's usually always we, like we didn't even have a premise. No, yeah, we'll see how it comes out. Emily, yeah. Emily, hopefully, it's does all on thing. Emily now. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's probably not that funny, actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine, but um, and that is totally fine. It's funny to somebody. She, I think once Emily got in it with her water scene, it's like when it wasn't funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, you did great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just tell people never to judge them because, you know, commercial shoot into a long day to Uber and then they just came off the plane and then you're like, Hey, hey, hey," and you're all up in their personal space. Everybody thinks they know you because they've seen you somewhere. Um, you know, for, it's just a lot to be like, can I get a picture? And you're right in in their, in their joint. So when you're just more real about it and less ASCII and just more like, Hey, how are you doing? Which is how we should be with everybody. Um, I think you get the best of them, but yeah. I'll come back to that one. There's there's definitely a, f- a few stories that aren't coming to mind. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I know I had job blanks like that too. I mean, but as far as like what you want to be doing, you want to be shooting movies. You want to shoot comedies. Who doesn't? Yeah. Who doesn't? Is that like? I mean, obviously you guys have the Broadway thing coming up, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Um, is there any movie stuff you're working on? Um, not right now. Um, a movie that I shot just came out, uh, end of August. Uh, it's called Diary. Um, what's it on? It's on Amazon. It's on Google Play. It's on Vimeo. It's on YouTube and Apple TV. Diary. Uh, Diary. D I E R Y. Um, it's kind of speaking of, of 2020, it's kind of like that modern day thriller of Instagram and the chick, uh, you know, losing her mind and someone stealing her diary and she's does some crazy things in it. Um, so yeah, I, I flew it to LA and, and shot that movie for a few days. That was a lot of fun. I mean, any, anytime you're on set, it's just, it's just a blessing because the industry is extremely tough. Yeah, totally. So that's always fun, but no, I mean the focus right now, um, definitely this broadway show um to get it where it needs to go and i'm i'll I'll have to send you the trailer uh after this we have like a 10 minute snippet um but it's a it's a straight comedy and the premises is there's this guy in the startup and he comes and he wants to be all the things that we all want he wants to be the cool guy at work he wants to have the pretty girl but nothing's working for him right christmas party comes he fucks it up with a pretty girl and he heads to the streets of New York City, you know, kick, kicks a rock or a can, whatever you say. And he's just like, oh, man, like, why is life so tough? And this guy comes out of the street and he's like, hey there, buddy. You know, like, what, what, why, why do you seem so down? And he's like, oh, I can't get anything right in my startup company. I just keep messing it up. He's like, well, have you heard about um, our new software that we can install into your phone? It's called augmented neural upgraded systems he's like augmented neural upgraded systems anus he's like yes it's anus why don't i install it into your phone you could fiddle around with it a little bit now he gets anus on his phone the software of anus and all the things that he's looking up to become or searching to become you know the the ted talk guy the fitness guru all these things that you want to be successful um you know, worker in in New York City, they start to come alive and they start to come into his world and speak to him and help him get the girl and help him get this. And 
Um, yeah, so it's, it's just a ride, and we're still tightening up the second act uh, where it could all come together, and um, it's it's just a, a special project. My brother's done a lot of great things with it, so it's it's really his baby. I'm just kind of coming in and, and producing and bringing some talent and uh, hopefully a lot of money to it and getting mm-hmm. it to where it needs to go. Are you actually um, acting within the show? Um, so my brother and I have spoken about it. It's just these, these, if you're, if we're going to take it to Broadway, you got to have pipes Yeah. and like, I can sing. I've done a little bit of, uh, off Broadway stuff and I can hold a a chorus note, but these guys have pipes and they could, they could break down, you know, these guys and these girls, they can, they can shut down a room. Their power. Yeah. It it goes all the way to the last seat in the house and that's what you need. Um, so yeah, I didn't think about that aspect. You got to really be dude. Just... The Broadway, the Broadway actors and actresses, they don't get what they deserve they really at all. Don't. They're doing eight shows a week. Yeah, that's a lot. They have the same thing, oh, eight shows a week, thing. right? Like you, you go on a Hollywood set, and, and then like, you got to just out there and just pronounce it every single time, all the time. You go on a Hollywood set, and you shoot shoot it from different angles and you might have to do it several times and several times. But once you're done with that day of shooting, it's over and you can cut and retake, right? Cut and retake. Like what we were doing today. We didn't like the way we looked in this one or the jump was weak, whatever (laughs) on Broadway, you're living, breathing and dying with that character. If I come out and I didn't like that moment that I just had, I have to recover you as the audience to keep you on my side, to keep you believed in me and and, and invested in, in my character and especially when these guys have long dialogues, like mm-hmm. I just don't know. I don't know how they do it. I mean, I, I look up to, I saw Adam Driver recently do uh, Burn This. I saw Jake Gyllenhaal do um, a long monologue piece. And like we're talking like an hour monologue of him just on stage and doing the same thing every night and running back and forth and the, the complexity to his voice. Just the Broadway thing is so different. And I just, I, give them so much credit, um, more credit than, than the Hollywood actors for sure. Oh, doesn't mean that they're bad actors. No, it's yeah. just, it's just a different game. And that's when you know they're the best. If you can do it on both stages, you're the fucking goat. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's totally right. And I mean, yeah. And imagine you're having a fight with your significant other or whatever it is. And then you got to go out there and just bring that heat. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a famous story. I'm going to forget the the actors, but my acting coach always used to say, that you know obviously acting is is experiencing in a truthful way and um there was one broadway scene where the guy came out on stage and scared the woman and they're they're having like a, a marriage fight and she was more emotional than she's ever been that night it might have even been in rehearsal and after he was like listen i'm i'm so sorry you know like after I, too it, real. yeah he was like i i didn't she was like what are you saying that was everything I could want as an actress. She felt oh, all these emotions as, yeah. as you know, at the, what you should be feeling. You're right. taking them personally and you're really responding to those, right? Like when you get the text, it's really just how you're responding in that moment. Mm. Like you're just using the text to say how you feel. And in that exact moment, if my line is, I love you, that I love you could be in so many different ways. And that's what the great stage actors do is it, every night it should be different Yeah, because you're you're not going to be the same coming to work every day you could have gotten splashed by a puddle in new york city or gotten a fight with your ex whatever and like you might be off your game you might be bringing it more so when you're you know different nights and you have to just be able to work off that person and use the text to say how you feel and bringing the best out of both of you so 
I could talk about acting forever. It's just so amazing. I, 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 again, I think everyone should take a Meisner class and they'll thank me for it. Yeah. It, it just makes us all better. And, but yeah, anytime you want to go to the theater, let me know. Cause I love it. Dude, I, I will be hitting you up on that. Yeah. Honestly, I think we'll have plenty of activities to do you and I, cause yeah, for sure. It's, it's been really epic, like meeting you just cause it's, you know, we do come from somewhat different worlds, but it's always, there's always commonality, you know, for and sure. in the creative space, especially. And just you know dealing with different creatives and it's we as far as like collaborating now collaborating is such a big thing now everyone's kind of collaborating together and doing different things that's why i was not expecting to shoot a skit today yeah i had no idea that that was but i was like you know what yeah let's why shoot not? a skit yeah let's shoot a, let's shoot a, let's shoot a damn skit you know and that's then, the best part we both like didn't know what today was and emily was nice enough to introduce us and i'm so happy we did because you're good people amazing people great people and we're, i'm just having i've been having fun since the second i got here so. yeah no likewise i've been since you got here i just it's it's cool because like this is i mean you know somewhat long platform you know how long we're going we're probably getting close but um no dude it's it's awesome to like meet people in different genres and and we all have so much to, like kind of teach each other but um yeah dude we should do this again i'm down yeah. i mean like yeah. i said got got a homie coming out yeah. I think he'd be perfect for this. Cool. Um, really good guy. And I'm down to just come myself too as well. So Yeah. No, let's let's definitely do this again, man. Um, so people can find you on Instagram. Yep. At, definitely at Troy Press. Yep. Um, what other platforms? Like anything else you want to plug real quick? Um, I'm not that big on, on anything else. I'd say Instagram is is my main baby. Yeah, TikTok is the same thing at yep. Troy Press. Um, I'll be, you know, trying to post some more stuff on TikTok. And uh, YouTube, um, it, it's the at Troy Press as well. I think it's slash Troy Press. Um, right before COVID, I had kind of been like you. I've been delaying this project for the longest time. That's something I can touch on for a minute. I've been delaying this project for the longest time. And I finally got it going and um, had one of the best rugby players in the world come on the first episode. And it's kind of like a late night show, like kind of feel just asking the person some questions and then there's like some fun rules anytime music comes on you have to get up and you know just like hit a dance move <laughs> we did like the fruit roll-up challenge i bought a mini hoop and we play like a uh, horse but we just play three letters yeah and, um and we do like a, a nursery rhymes beat where i'd hand them a book of like a children's book and then play like a trap music of like future <laughs> or drake or something That's and like hilarious. you have to read like three baby lambs went to bed, you know, like yeah, you're reading it to the beat. Um, and, you know, I just had these ideas. I've been sitting on it forever. Yeah. Um, so I love hearing inspiring stories like yourself. You're like, I just need to start doing this. Yeah. So I started doing it and we filmed our first episode and I was so excited about it. I knew exactly where I wanted to, to, to fix. And yeah. And then. So is that available? Is there an episode out? No, I, I'm, I'm holding everything until we can. Uh, I only filmed one episode, but we had a long list of celebs ready to come in yep. and then COVID happened. So everything's just, I, I, and I don't want to do the whole IG live stream thing. Know, like I it's, know, it's not my style. This is way more my style. Yep. Um, so yeah, that hopefully when, uh, 2021 happens, we'll, we'll repack that up. It's called full court press. Wait, have I seen this somewhere? It's not on anything. No, unless someone stole my name. No. <laughs> No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I thought it just sounds familiar. Maybe. I hate to be very bad news. <laughs> I don't think it's anything. Oh, boy. I don't think it's Drink anything. The rest of this pretend, yeah, pretend I didn't say that. No, but it does sound familiar, but not on that. I'm not on We that could premise. switch to hot off the press. Maybe we could change the name, but. Yeah, you got options. Yeah. You got options. But I think 
Those, yeah. and, and potentially Broadway coming out in the spring. Or, or, we're, or at least having some... Yeah, we're going to act act two for sure. We'll get on its feet um, by the latest this spring. So when we do that, it'll probably be a smaller viewing though to probably about another like 50 or 60 people. And then we'll combine act one and act two with a smaller budget behind it, but keep it bland yeah. and film it uh, in, a, in a blank studio. Um, and small props, you know, if you need like a desk and a laptop, you get a desk and a laptop. But small things like that, um, so that when we are investing and we start, you know, pitching this to people, it 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 opens up their minds. It doesn't look like, excuse me, it doesn't look like rinky dinky, like you know, um, like oh they they had this theater and it's like so dark and this. Like if you watch a lot of the workshops of Broadway, they they keep it in big wide open yeah, spaces. Right. So it's like let the acting and the script do the work. Yeah. And, um, you know, you could only imagine where this can go once we bring it to a stage and we get that next level right. of, I like to say, FU money of, you know, this is when we really need the bread to right. get the stage and the rehearsals and like a few names behind the show. Um, but I think I'm super excited about it. I got to keep pushing my brother, Garrett. We got to we got to get going. Um, but I think it's going to be the next step for both of us. Like it just makes sense in so many ways about his life, what he's done. He's worked in startups his whole life and written comedy and done comedy in the city and so have I. Um, and we've, our parents, when we, when we grew up, like, you know, you, you rode bikes for us. It was like every other Sunday they were taking us to the theater. They just loved the theater. And cool. now it's like full circle, um, you know, but yeah, you know, I was running around the house singing Lion King and, you know, yes. and Mary Poppins and yes. all this stuff. Um, but I'm excited. Starting up the musical. If you want to follow that Instagram page, I think it's uh, it's starting up the musical. Um, and my brother's, it's also there. Just Garrett Press, and he has some links there. But we'll we'll get some more juice pumping from that soon. Cool. Yeah, definitely. Let us know next time you come back what that's all about. Yeah. Thank you, man. No, dude. Well, awesome to meet you. Yes. I think we'll wrap it up. Yes. All right, brother. Yeah. I appreciate the time, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's been awesome. This whole this. Whole-